With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Monday after Liverpool won Tottenham Hotspur 2 in the Premier League at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in one of the worst officiated games you'll ever see. Now, full disclosure, this is my third or fourth time attempting to do this uh, because I just I keep swearing and going off on tangents because the more time that's passed, the more discussion there's been the more reaction there's been, the more time I've had to think about everything that went on in that game. And I rewatched the game this this morning, which was probably the worst thing I could have done. And I've gotten more and more angry about it, which, you know, they say time heals all wounds, and it it just isn't on this one. One of the things that's annoying me most is the reaction to Liverpool's statement. And we'll get to that. I'm trying to be really careful not to just call everybody an unfair name. But it may slip out once or twice, and you'll just have to live with it, because I'm not recording this again. If, If this one gets messed, I'm sorry, there's no Daily Red, and you'll never know why. Um, Yeah, Spurs beat us 2-1. So, game starts, and the first 25 minutes, I think, are pretty... We have the better chances. Cody has a decent chance. It's not a great ball by Robbo, but Cody manages to dig it out and get a good shot away, and Robbo follows up. And again, it's a decent chance, but the keeper makes another good save. Now... The fact that we get two chances in that one instant has skewed our XG for that period of the game. And a lot of people are using our XG to say we were all over them, and we weren't really. It was quite an even game. And then on 26 minutes, the game changes because the ball breaks inside their half. Ease Basuma goes for it. Curtis Jones goes for it. Curtis makes contact with the ball. And his foot rolls over the ball and comes down on Basuma's shin, ankle kind of reach. And the referee gives him a yellow card. 
And you know what? A yellow card is fine. And then the VAR interjects. And this is our first interaction with the VAR in this game. And next thing, the referee is going to the screen. And every time a referee goes to the screen, the on-field decision is getting overturned. So as soon as he goes to the screen, you know he's getting sent off. Curtis is off. Because I have a, a theory that every time... If you go back to the first season of VAR when there was no screens, we didn't have the screens in the first year, things were just getting overturned by the VAR. And the actual on-field referees were kicking off about this. And there was a number of arguments at Stockley Park and wherever else. And senior referees were getting their noses put out of joint because their incompetency was getting overruled. My theory is that when the referees go to the screen, because we don't hear the conversations that they're being told, or that basically you should go and have a look at this, basically means overturn this. Because I haven't seen, maybe you have, I haven't seen a referee go to the screen and not overturn the on-field decision. Haven't seen it happen. So my opinion is the go to the screen is just a way of allowing referees to save face by allowing them to be the one who seems to overturn the decision. But the actual decision has been overturned as they're told, go to the screen. So he goes to the screen and on the screen is the picture of Curtis Jones catching East Basuma and no context to it. And then the angles that they showed are really weird. They showed like three or four runs of the angle from behind Basuma, where you can't see that Curtis makes contact with the ball and then goes over the ball. It just looks like Curtis comes down on Basuma. That was the most replayed angle. So they prejudiced the decision by showing these things. But like I say, my opinion is, before he even goes over, the decision is overturned. This is just a face-saving exercise. Now, by the letter of the law, it probably is a fair red card. By the letter of the law. However, that's because of the outcome. But common sense needs to be applied to what led to that outcome, which is a 50-50 ball and two players going for it, both of them making contact on either side of the ball. Here's the thing. Basuma kicks through the ball, which is what drives the ball under Curtis's foot. If Basuma doesn't make contact with the ball or Basuma just puts a block tackle on the ball, Curtis's foot likely doesn't go over the ball in that way. So if common sense had been applied, the yellow card would have stood and the game would have continued 11 the 11. And I think it was shaping up to be a really good game, a game that we would have won, but a really good game. Now, 
that's 26 minutes in. And, you know, you might think, right, well, it can't get worse from here. There's no way the officials can get worse from here. But they did. Only eight minutes later, they did. Mo has the ball, does brilliantly, slides the ball through to Diaz. He runs onto it. It's an outstanding finish to put us one up. But now the linesman has his flag up. You see the replay, and he's clearly onside. Seeing like, okay, well, VAR are going to overturn this. And then immediately, check and place, offside, on we go. They take a free kick. Within 15, 20 seconds, the ball's at a play again. And you see the referee get told something. You can see he's being told something because his entire demeanor changes. And what's come out is that Darren England claims he thought the on-field decision was onside. That's what he claims. He claims he thought the on-field decision was onside. And I just don't buy it. I don't buy that that's what he thought. Because his track record against us tells me that he probably shouldn't be refereeing our games. Last season, he was the VAR at the Emirates. There were three massive decisions in that game. Bakayo Saka was offside for their first goal. VAR reviewed it and ruled him onside and then claimed, oh, well, the camera wasn't in the right place, so we couldn't... Bullshit. Utter bullshit. Then there was the blatant handball by Gabrielle, who slapped at the ball. And Darren England, on review decided it was a natural movement of the hand. And then Gabriel Jesus dived and Darren England decided it was a penalty. Three big decisions that day. And all of them went against us. There is no world in which any unbiased individual gives all three to Arsenal. If you want to give them the Jesus penalty, you know what? Fair enough. But Saka is clearly offside, and Gabriel blatantly handles the ball. Those are not debatable. And if those decisions don't go Arsenal's way, we win that game. As bad as we were at the time, we would have won that game. Fast forward a year to this. The Jones tackle. It's Darren England who makes the decision that he's getting sent off. And then it's Darren England who's come up with, oh, I thought he was onside. Did you really? Did you really? Because no one believes that. 
Nobody actually believes that that's what happened. Because first we were told there was a malfunction. And you think, okay, well, surely humans can just fix that. Like, he's got eyes. He can see that he's clearly on side. It's such... And, and the fact is, they tried to cover it up. Because this happens on 34 minutes, and at half time they refused to give Sky any indication of what happened. That's a scandal. It's an absolute scandal. Tottenham go ahead two minutes later. Young Min Sun scores. Then Alexis gets booked. Then on 48, because we're still in the first half here, Adoiji gets booked. Now, this is a bad decision by the referee because Adoiji makes a really good tackle. Gakpo is running. Adoiji wins the ball and just kind of slides into him. There's nothing Adoiji can do there. It's, it's not a yellow card. It's a bullshit call. But what it does is it actually injures Cody because his foot gets caught underneath him and his knee seems to twist. So Cody then has to hobble his way into the box and he's hobbling around. But the ball breaks to him and he swivels and he scores really well off a Virgil knockdown. And then he collapses in pain. And you would hope it's nothing serious, that it's just a small twist or something that it's not anything that's going to keep him out for any length of time. So we go to halftime, off comes Cody. On comes Jota. Second half starts. Fairly even game again. Even with 10 men, we look threatening. They have a goal disallowed. Allison is... Uh, sorry, Allison's beaten by Richarlison. Allison had made a couple of wonder saves here. Richarlison manages to get it in the net, but he is offside. And there's no debate that he's offside. 65 minutes. Mo leads the charge down the field. Basuma does brilliantly. Gets back, wins the ball. And from there, Basuma makes a clear decision. I'm winning a free kick here. I'm going to go down. I'm winning a free kick. I'm going to relieve all the pressure here and slow the game down. Mo grazes his arm. Grazes it. Basuma falls down. It's a clear dive. Mo picks the ball up. And he's in on goal. And the referee gives a free kick. So Mo boots the ball and gets booked for his trouble. Seems odd. It's never a foul on Basuma. Never. Mo has won that ball. Basuma's thrown himself on the ground. Three minutes later... Adoiji picks the ball up. He's running from his own half towards our half. Jota is chasing. Adoiji kind of cuts across his path. Jota's knee definitely clips Adoiji's foot. Now, I've seen loads of people say, oh, Adoiji tripped himself up. No, he didn't. Jota's knee clips Adoiji's foot. There's absolutely no question here. That that's what happens. But it's not a yellow card. It's a foul 
but there's no intent here. And he's in his own half when it happens. This is not stopping him getting into the final third or anything like that. There's no way that's a yellow card. Absolutely no way it's a yellow card. Less than a minute later, or just over a minute later, might have been. Jota gets himself sent off. Having just been booked, he stupidly lunges in to try and make a challenge. Misses the ball, takes the player down. That's a yellow card foul. However, there's a couple of things here. First things first, Adoji starts waving an imaginary card around. Now, he shouldn't have been booked in the first half, but he was booked in the first half. And now that he's waving an imaginary card around, he should be the reciprocant of a second yellow card because the rules state that if you wave an imaginary card and try and get an opponent booked, you yourself must be booked. And the referee doesn't book him. He should be getting sent off. But he doesn't even look at him. But he gives Jota a second yellow card and sends him off. Now again, the first yellow card was farcical. But having given him that yellow card, you would hope that common sense would again come into play. And that the referee would take Jota to one side and say to him, look, the only reason I'm not booking you here is because you've just been booked. But calm down. The next thing you do, if you sneeze on an opponent, you're off. You're on your very final warning here. You would hope that the referee would be able to manage the game like that. But Simon Hooper couldn't even accomplish that. So now Jota's off. So now Jürgen has to make changes. He brings on Endo for Diaz. He brings on Kanate for Gomez. He brings on Trent for Mo. Actually, just on Gomez. There's a clip going round of Gomez in the Spurs area coming together with Van de Ven. And Liverpool fans are trying to claim it's a foul. It's not. The angle from behind the goal very fucking clearly shows that Van de Ven gets his foot to the ball and kicks the ball and then maybe clips the sole of Gomez's foot. But he gets the ball. He wins the ball. It's not a penalty or anything like that. So for the weird kids on Twitter saying, I've seen every angle, you clearly fucking haven't. And if you have, then you just tick. Because he makes contact with the ball. Anyway, we remove Salah, Gomez and Diaz. And we go to a back five with Trent and Robbo as wingbacks, Ibu, Joel and Virgil as a back three. And then a midfield three of Dominic Endo. And Alexis. Dominic Endo and Alexis. Six minutes later, Alexis goes off. Gravenberch comes on. We're still playing a back five with three in front. And they're knocking on the door and getting no joy at all. On 87 minutes, Robbo gets booked. It, uh, 
I don't really know what to make of it. Poro was clearly looking to, to draw contact. I, I don't really have an issue with that one. Um, on 88, Basuma, like the game turns into a farce here. Robbo booked on 87. Basuma booked on 88. Romero booked on 89. Virgil booked on 95. And then the own goal. Trent doesn't do well. Endo doesn't do well. Robbo doesn't do well. But Robbo you can excuse because he's exhausted. The ball gets whipped across by Poro. And Matip is exhausted. Sticks his leg out to try and cut the cross out because he knows he's got a player coming in behind him and it just rockets into the top corner. Immediately following the goal, Pedro Poro is booked and then uh, Velez is booked. So the game ends at that. Um, This was a game in which the referee decided the outcome. In so many ways. Like, we've won the Fair Play Award multiple times in the last couple of years. And we got a straight red card and six yellow cards in this game. Spurs got five yellow cards. So you're talking a straight straight red card and 11 yellow cards. In what wasn't a feisty game, there was no tackle that went in that game that you thought, well, that's a bit of a tasty one. There was nothing like that at all. And this referee found a straight red and 11 yellows to hand out. Immediately after the game, the PGMOL, with a pre-prepared statement, say, serious human error is the reason the Luis Diaz goal, which should have been overturned, was not overturned. They knew it eight seconds after it happened. As soon as the free kick was taken for offside, they knew. They knew. But apparently, at that point, it was too late to interject. Why? Man United got a penalty after a game ended. Why couldn't you have just blown the whistle and said, right, hang on, come back here for a second? Why? We've seen VAR checks take four, five, six minutes. We've seen games go on and on and on after an incident and then get called back for a a penalty. But you couldn't have called this one back? The statement doesn't include an apology. Just an acknowledgement that they fucked up. Howard Webb called the club afterwards and you'd imagine issued some sort of an apology. The club then released a statement. And the club statement is, is quite strong. Liverpool Football Club acknowledges PGMOL's admission of failures last night It is clear that the correct application of the laws of the game did not occur, resulting in sporting integrity being undermined. 
We fully accept the pressures that match officials work under, but these pressures are supposed to be alleviated, not exacerbated, by the existence and implementation of, implementation of VAR. It is therefore unsatisfactory that sufficient time was not afforded to allow the correct decision to be made and that there was no subsequent intervention. That such failings have been categorised as significant human error is also unacceptable. Any and all outcomes should be established only by the review and with full transparency. This is vital for the reliability of future decision-making as it applies to all clubs with learnings being used to make improvement to processes in order to ensure this kind of situation cannot occur again. In the meantime, we will explore the range of options available, given the clear need for escalation and resolution. The statement is strong, the statement is fair, and the statement hits the points it needs to hit. And of course, the reaction from the general public and the media is comedic. We've had journalists who, you know, these are fairly highly respected people, I would say. You know, Tim Vickery, very highly respected individual. He's come out and and had a pop at Liverpool. Silly statement from Liverpool. What options do they want to explore? Does this include replaying the final of the 2019 Champions League final because of the wrongly awarded handball penalty at the start of the game? First of all, it wasn't wrongly awarded. It was handball. Secondly, if you don't know what the options are, shut your mouth. The club haven't said what their options are, but the club know what their options are and they will explore them. So shut your mouth. Simple as that. How about multi-time winning sports writer of the year, Jonathan Liu? Highly regarded individual. He comes out with replay Spurs versus Liverpool, replay the 2005 Champions League semi-final, replay France versus Ireland, replay the beach ball game, replay the entire World Cup. Actually, on reflection, let's just restart the whole sport again. This is a man who is a Spurs fan who's also an Arsenal fan, who's of the belief that the two clubs should merge. He says he's a North London fan, don't you know? Well, that seems very strange. So maybe you should shut your mouth as well, as you're clearly biased. Gary Neville, the beacon of integrity that he is, the man behind the sports washing of Salford City. But Gary Neville had to have his say. Now, Gary Neville immediately after the game was adamant that this was unacceptable from the PGMOL. And what Gary Neville has said is Liverpool's statement tonight is a mistake. Talk of exploring all options. What does that mean? Well, if you don't know what it means, Gary, shut your mouth and maybe ask. And sporting integrity are dangerous phrases, along with being vague and aggressive. No, they're strong phrases. Sorry we fucked up was enough. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I said this last night. 
Sorry should be respected and not undervalued. Sorry is the most overrated, most misused and most meaningless word in the fucking dictionary. It just is. Sorry we fucked up. Are you? Oh, that's great. Hang on a second. I'm going to read you the Premier League table here. So the Premier League table currently says that Liverpool are fourth with 16 points. But sure, your sorry must be worth at least two points to us. So we'll add that on here. And now we're second. 16 plus two. It's five wins, one draw, one defeat, and one apology where you said you were sorry. So we'll add that on to the points total, will we? You fucking prick. Who the fuck does Gary Neville think he is? So someone says to him, how is an apology enough? There needs to be repercussions. What would you like? I'd like Darren England fired, personally. I'd like Darren England fired. And I'd like every single game that him and Simon Hooper and most of the rest of these have ever refereed to be fully investigated. Not just the games including us, all games. And see how many times they've made critical mistakes that have caused teams. Adam Crafton says, much sympathy for Liverpool on these calls yesterday, but you can't escalate and resolve a ref's cock-up. Yes, you can. Fire the fucker. That's how you resolve it. Five years ago, this is Ian Lady, man. Five years ago, Jones stays on and the goal is disallowed. Yeah, Grant, and we still win the game because we'd have 11 men. Grant, I'll give you back the goal. Give us back Curtis Jones for the remaining 70 minutes. No problem. Here we go. Ahmed Jalili says, <coughs> make the conversation uh, took place between the VAR and the ref public. Adam Crafton says, it's unlikely to benefit, but likely to publicly shame. Good. He should be publicly shamed. He's oh, he got dropped from the game he was due to officiate tonight. And that's it. That's all the punishment he's going to get. But Curtis Jones can't play a domestic game until fucking November now. Like, fuck all the way off with this shit. And you know what's worse about it? You know what's really bad about it? The PGMOL don't think the other decisions are wrong. They're only acknowledging the fuck up on the Diaz thing. As if to cover the tracks for everything else that took place. Jesus Christ. And that's what's getting lost here. The Diaz decision is one of many decisions that need to be investigated. But all the rest are going to get swept under the carpet because, oh, well, they said sorry for this one. Jesus Christ. Oh. My head hurts with these people, but not as much as Darren England's head would hurt if I got a chance for them.
just just 45 seconds and the fella wouldn't be able to be VAR again. Uh, Spirit of Shankly demands change in VAR protocols. Unveiling ref biases Tompkins' shocking revelations. Liverpool seek transparency from the PGMOL. Jim Boardman said the PGMOL play into conspiracy theories. Darren England and Dan Cook, the VAR debate intensifies. So lots of coverage of this on AnfieldIndex.com. Podcast-wise, uh, there's the, the raw, if you want to hear us, varying degrees of anger. And then there is a a, a Pro Plus on the Spurs game. It's Dave Davis and it's Jim Boardman um, talking about the performances, the like, the positives to take, the incompetence of the officials. Look, this is exactly it. This is kind of where I've gotten a little bit lost today. There was a lot of positives to take. There really was. Allison was incredible. Virgil looks back to something like his best. Matip was brilliant until the own goal. He was. Gomez got done for their first goal, but other than that, played quite well. Robbo had a very tough afternoon. Very, very tough afternoon. Poro and, and Kulisewski ran the poor lad ragged. Uh, Dominic had another really good game. I had to get through a shitload of work. Same with, with Alexis. Mo ran them ragged. Diaz looked dangerous. Cody got another goal. Like There's a lot of positives to take here. We we defended so well, like so so well, especially with ten men. With a, with nine, it, it becomes easy because you, you you're just going to park the bus. Anybody can park the bus. That's easy to defend the way we did with ten men playing the way we did and still carry that threat was really impressive. And we're going to be really hard to beat this year, really hard to beat. It took the most inept refereeing performance you'll see all season and the most inept VAR performance you'll ever see in your life to rob us of that game. And if that's how they want to play it, then fine. We just have to know in future. Um, that's me for today, folks. I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you Wednesday. Bye bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.